Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode three of De Trois Rendezvous. I am so happy and so thrilled to be introducing Marcus Santoro to our podcast today. Uh, Marcus recently released the record Running on De Trois featuring Blush, and we are so, so happy to have him. Hi, Marcus. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Um, you know, we love to uh, highlight the artists who release with us being episode three. You know, this is still very much um, in the infancy of what we do hope to Toile Rendezvous is. Um, and, you know, as an outlet for uh, for our fans to hear more about the process that goes into the records that we release um, and also to just give a little insight into, you know, what goes into making a track and the process that you go through as an artist. So I'll be asking you a few questions here and there. And uh, we just want to hear all about what makes Marcus Santoro tick. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I guess my first question for you, Hun, today would be, what got you into producing? What would you say was the, uh, the catapult that then launched your, if I'm you know, correct, 10, 10 year career so far? Yeah. So basically as a producer, I was, I always grew up with music, um, you know, disco music. My, my dad was a DJ um, back in the seventies and eighties, um, you know, well before my time. But um, yeah, growing up as a kid, I, I always had, you know, di- uh, disco records, sort of early house music um, around and I was always interested. I was always sort of like um, really excited to listen to these music, especially on the vinyls and, and, and really sort of see and, and, and feel this sort of exciting sound that I had discovered. And um, it wasn't until, though, a few years after, I would have been about 12 or 13 when um, I started to actually learn how to DJ myself, which then moved into wanting to know more, um, it, which was exactly how it was created how 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 music was was put together because that was one thing that i never really understood i never understood how it actually was put down so i became obsessed and i became sort of like yeah really obsessed and 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 infatuated with this idea of how music was put together and and um started learning it through myself um I, i was actually in high school as well where we um, studied sort of computer music, which gave me more insight to it. And then from there, I yeah, took it home from school. I started, you know, learning about all the different programs and, and, and teaching myself how to put loops together and learn, you know, what a synth was and everything and, and then moved on to doing a short course as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then basically, yeah, ended up just giving it a go. It started off as a as a hobby and and now it's obviously my career and I'm very thankful for that. And, and um, yeah, I like to think um, it's been pretty good so far. So yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah. That, I, I mean, I love to hear this because I think that we all have that moment, you know, where we're like, okay, I know I love this. I know I'm passionate about this. How can I educate myself and learn more? Right. Exactly. And I guess, that like brings me to my next question, which would be, you know, when it comes to building out a record and obviously this must have shaped and shifted over time, the more that you got comfortable with working and, and, and producing a track in the studio, but what is your process? 
does the top line come first? Is it usually laying down the drum patterns? Like, is it different throughout each record? I want to know kind of, you know, when Marcus Santoro is pitched a song or in the studio for a session, what is it that comes first? How does the track become where it is? And yes. to fruition? Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a really good question. Because for me, the, the creative process, it is you know constantly changing and that's what i really love about the process of you know being um a creative or a producer is that you, you always um, are learning something new and the process is always new and it's always fresh like you're never really stagnant it's never the same um for me i these days at least i'm very much top line driven um so i would obviously love taking a, a particular top line i know i did that with with the, with the recent single running, which I, you know, we, we got sent the top line. I really loved it. I thought there was something really special there. Um, from there, I, I basically started rewriting all the chords and, and, and everything and, and got a feel for it. Um, and then the rest sort of took care of itself. That was a, that was a record, which I just heard in my head, which yeah. I knew exactly what I wanted to do from the moment go. And that for me is quite rare when I, when I do that, sometimes it takes me a while to figure out the direction, but with that particular record, I, I think it only took me like two, three days to, to I was going it. to say, like, I'm pretty sure we didn't even go through one edit. I'm pretty sure your team <laughs> sent me the back and I was like, I am like, this is it. Like yeah, I, mm. my upset a few people saying this, but running is, my favorite record that I've ever released on the label, truly. Like oh, if I could encapsulate my my taste in dance music in one song, running would be it. I mean, it's obviously Blush's vocal is fantastic. Um, she's got some incredible pipes and I think that she really sells the record as far as the emotion behind it. But the way that you were able to attribute that and highlight that within the uh, production, I think is just, it's so effortless, but then at the same time, it, it, it feels very fresh and very new and something that in, in its own right will, will live on past the 2021 era that we're in, you know, it kind of feels like a timeless tune. Yeah, that's the thing, and 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 I really fell in love with the 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 feel and the and the whole sort of theme of this particular record from the moment like go, because um, my my whole sort of you know in terms of production, it's always been about melodies, and and yeah. I want to be able to feel a song, and I don't want to just hear a, a song. I want to be able to feel it, and, and and I want it to be able to you know give me some emotion or, or take me back to a certain time in my life or. For, for not, not just me, but for obviously other people as well, I want people to be able to relate to it. And and of that was course. another reason why, like with this particular song, I, I wanted to infuse um, a fair f different elements that I hadn't really done. Because this is like sort of the, the sort of biggest solo sort of crossover record that I have, um, you know, put together. Um, obviously yeah. the, the vocal is incredible and, and Blush absolutely killed it. And um, that obviously makes the makes the process a lot easier too. You know, when you have such a really strong, strong vocal, it, it, it just opens up so much more opportunity for, for things. And, and um, what really made me want to work on this was, was not only that, but the fact that it, I, I wanted to do a record, which had the right amount of balance in terms of pop and dance and, mm -hmm. um, but still had a really beautiful sort of melody and atmosphere to it. And, and I felt this captured that. And I wanted to blend a lot of like nineties house, um, drums and sounds and I feel like I did that um, and I got really inspired by um, the recent Chromatica album by Lady Gaga and I was like I want to do oh, a record I yeah I want, I want to do a record pretty much 
off like sort of influenced by this and i felt like running with its own sort of like marcus santoro blend um had that uh sort of feel and um that was yeah i, I was I, i'm really proud of this song i i think it's a great record i i agree and i think it's you know, obviously the fans and, and the listeners are going to be able to hear it reinterpreted with the remixes that we come or have coming later this spring. Um, but I mean, just as an original itself, it's uh, it really is one that I I will be running back, you know, <laughs> pun intended, <laughs> for years to come. Um, I want to hear about your process when it comes to picking top lines. I mean, obviously with running, you were sent that directly through me. And that's kind of how we work here at Detroit. You know, we circulate top lines to the artists we want to work with. And then from there, we're able to get the stems and and work through the track uh, step by step. But outside of, of say, running, what what is your process when it comes to picking songs? Do you do you look for a specific sound? Is it a genre? Um, are there writers that you you know work with consistently uh, that you love to you know collaborate with? How how does that work? Um, it's again the, the you know the, the process varies from from project to project. Um, you know sometimes, yeah. as you said, you know obviously with 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 this particular record, yeah, the vocal was was sourced from from you. Um, a lot of the time for me, if I'm working on, you know, for example, with, with another label, this process is fairly similar. Um, mm-hmm. Other times I, I do have an indication of what I want, um, but I'm very open-minded when it comes to, you know, the creative process and when I'm doing a session. I, I, I'm, you know, I, what I have in my head for an idea, if it comes out completely different in the end or the way that it take, like I take it, I, I've learned not to really force the process. Now I just go with the flow and, and I'm usually really yeah. excited to, to, to see what the result is. And um, my, my recent records have, have shown that I think with, with me just exploring new avenues and all working with different top lines and different, you know, vocals, each song has its own story, its own sort of um, character, its own vision, I guess. Um, yeah. So I feel like it's really cool, uh, really, yeah, really, really cool to do that. Um, for me, when it comes to the top lines, I have to be able to, to yeah, as I said before, you know, feel the song, and, and I want to be able to relate to it because um, mm-hmm. obviously not coming from a a songwriter background where I write my my own lyrics. I mean, I do on certain projects I have in the past co-written certain stuff, um, mm-hmm, yeah. but um, yeah, I guess it. it, it for, for the most part, like I'm very picky when it comes to that because I want to make sure that if I'm doing a project, it's got to be long lasting, and I'm, I need to be 110 percent proud of my of, of the song, and and obviously be able to do it justice because um, I okay. do respect I, I do respect obviously songwriters' visions and you know certain vocalists and, and with what they want and how they want their voice to sound on certain records, and you know yeah. I, I, I'm very open to that. So I like to obviously be part of that process. I have obviously my uh, you know, a certain um, go-to with 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 mm-hmm. you know, um, a bunch of writers. Uh, I work um, with a writer called uh, Lauren Lemont, um, who's based out of the UK. We've done two records, and I'm sure many more. Um, and yeah, it's it's a really really fun process. Nice. Find like writers and, you know, obviously writers with producers who they love to work with, because I feel like a lot of the time you get in the room with these people are now, you know, within the COVID world that we're living in, you get on Zoom with these with these uh, creatives. And a lot of that time is is 
spent getting to know one another, right? And creating that vibe and and riffing off one another. So if you already know, right, I really, I really get, I really vibe with this person. And I know that we've made great records in the past. You guys can dive right into that creative process, which I think is fantastic. Exactly. And obviously like for me, um, I love collaborating. I love being in, in the same room as someone when we're writing. Um, obviously being a solo artist, it's, it's, um, funny to say that because obviously a lot of the time it starts and stops with, with, you know, me on my own in the inner studio, but you know, I get the most excitement, the most joy when I'm, you know, working with a team, working with, um, you know, in, in a studio with, with other people and we're just, you know, yeah. jamming out and writing. And for me, that's, that's my favorite thing to do. That's why I love it so much. Um, and obviously with everything that's happened with COVID, it's obviously a lot of it's happened online now. Um, but the beauty of this industry too is, you know, all the vocalists that I have worked with in the past have, have predominantly been overseas. So I haven't really um, never had a problem with working with online. And in fact, um, you know, artists that I've collaborated with, uh, you know, vocalists and, and other songwriters, most of them, I think probably 90% have all been from from around the world, which I've actually never met face to face, but you, you become like yeah. best friends and, and everyone gets the, I feel like, yeah, if, if, it, if it's a personal connection with someone, I think the process is always a lot better and, and I think more special as well. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. And I think it's so funny that you said that because I feel like in the music industry, so many of our relationships are built over the interweb so that when you finally get to meet them, you're like, oh my God, we've worked on X amount together, but neither of us have ever seen each other face to face, you know? So it's, uh, it's always kind of a, a funny, uh, but humbling, you know, moment when you get to put a face to an email, you know, um, after working together for X amount of years. I mean, especially being based in the US, there are so many of my colleagues in the UK who I work with for the last five to seven years who I've just never met, you know, in person. So when that does happen, it's kind of like, oh, well, this is great. You know, now we're finally vibing in, uh, in real time, you know. Exactly. And that's why I think it's really awesome. It's, um, and that's the, the, I think that's why music, it's such a, you know, the saying is, you know, music's such a universal language because it doesn't matter where you are, um, you know, from all different corners of the world, you, you all still come together. And I think um, creative people, in, especially, you know, um, it's, it's really exciting, you know, being obviously from Melbourne in Australia and releasing a record, you know, with an artist from the US or in Europe, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's incredible to see that like you know it just goes to show you even though the world is really big it's also quite small so it is yeah and i think it gets smaller and smaller the longer you're in it um as far as the <laughs> industry is concerned. um so i guess you know and this answer is going to be different as far as what it was and to what it is now um as everything is remote but can you talk us through your typical day in the studio what goes into that and, you know, whether it's with a writer um, in real time or if you're doing it remotely, uh, what do you find is kind of like a typical landing and then finalizing time for you guys? Yeah. So obviously with all the COVID um, stuff that's happened, um, I mean, in here in Australia, we have been lucky enough to actually do stuff again, well, you know, to, to, to a certain degree, which <laughs> obviously very thankful for so i've been you know happy to you know been able to go back into studio with um you know a few producers and working on your music and um but mainly um for myself at the moment it's just you know i've got my little setup at home and i'm working on on that through there and basically 
my process, you know, as a sort of, you know, going into a session, it, it's basically me sitting down with a blank canvas most of the time and, and yeah. just, you know, playing notes on my keyboard, um, smashing yeah. buttons, <laughs> hopefully no, no, something happens. You're always, you know, what, what do I like to do actually before I go into a session, which I, I, I don't, um, I, I never, I sort of subconsciously do it without making it part of my process. Um, I like to go, I think it's very standard as well for most people, but I like to sort of just listen to a bunch of sort of non-dance music related songs. songs yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, I've always been a big advocate for that because I think that opens up the door to like, you know, in terms of synthesis and sort of sounds okay. and um, just sort of ideas. You wait, it's almost like a palate cleanser. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it, it sort of, yeah, it, it's a bit refreshing. It opens up your mind to new stuff. And, and you know, the, the past couple of years, more so particularly the past year and a bit um, with everything going on, you know, no room for clubs and festivals right now. Um, the thought process had to change slightly um, where I wasn't focused more on sort of big, um, you know, dance floor like sort of slammers and more so on vocals and melodies. And I've always been focused on that too, but um, this made me go into that lane a lot more and yeah. I'm very thankful for that because I always wanted to explore um, this side of my career, you know, obviously the side of my career and the side of my music, but I never really had the platform I think to do it. And now I have. Yeah. And so for me, yeah, going into a session, it's mainly just, yeah, playing around with uh, some chord progressions, um, you know, playing around with certain samples, trying to manipulate that into something um, and, and, hopefully with a little bit of luck, something sticks. <laughs> I think that that's, I mean, I love that you said that because for me, I mean, I, I always like to recalibrate my ears. You know, I think that we listen to so much dance and so much pop um, on a day-to-day basis. And as much as, as inspiring as that, as it is, and as much as I love that genre and, and, and you know, very much try and highlight it within what we release on the label. Um, I love to listen to jazz, you know, I love to go back to the, you know, real like acoustic way of of performing and and if anything just wet my eardrums or if not get inspired by that authentic sound that we create or recreate so much of um you know online using fruity loops or um or you know your your production uh tool of choice um so it's it's great to hear that you say that because i think that that probably gives you an edge when it comes to going into the studio because you're not going in there blindly trying to recreate something that maybe, you know, subconsciously you just listen to. Right. Yeah. And the, and the thing as well, like that, I, I like doing and, and obviously to, to let obviously the listeners and, 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 you know, aspiring producers know as well, is like, it's not meant to be forced and, and there shouldn't be a formula when it comes to producing. I, I used to think like, I used to force myself to write ideas and I wouldn't get anywhere and, and it would really sort of, um, sort of stressed me out to, to, for lack of a better term, you know, when it came yeah, to writing, I just, you know, and so me going into a session and just having fun with it and listening to different styles That's of music. Where and, the magic happens, I think. And, it, and it also makes it like a fun thing. Cause you can never forget that, you know, like always have to have fun with it. And, and, and people, need to know that. it's, it's a recreational sort of activity, you know, like music is, it's not meant to be forced and you have to let that no just way. happen. So for and me, like it's, it's enjoy the tracks too, knowing that it came from that place, you know, 
Yeah, exactly right. I mean, obviously, it all depends on your on your on your feelings and you know your sort of emotion at the time. Like um, certain emotions bring out certain sounds and certain sort of melodies or or, or, or styles of, of music. And um, I think that's obviously uh, so. Like you know, if, if I'm in obviously a very happy mood, I'm going to be writing a happy song. And if I'm in more mm-hmm. of a mellow mood or flat mood there's music's going to turn a little bit more moodier and, but you'd be surprised that actually that's also really good too because you get to learn a little oh, bit about your, yourself in the You're process right. yeah yeah of course and by the way just i must say lose losing focus is i love running and i'm so happy i released it but holy shit what a record like I absolutely adore it. It has yeah. been on repeat of my Winter 21 playlist. Like, I can't tell you. I'm pretty sure I uploaded an Instagram story where I was dancing to it the other night. I mean, I'm just – it's such, such a good track. Yeah, um, that, that was uh, definitely um, – uh, that was a major journey, that song. That took a long time to get over the line. But I am, I am so glad that's out. And um, <laughs> it's definitely – yeah, easily my 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 top three. Um, yeah, I mean it's such a tune. I mean, and and talking about emotion and tracks. I mean, that's something you can listen to when you're happy, and it's going to make you happy. Or if you listen to it sad, it's going to make you sad. You know, and I love records that play on your emotions like that. I think yeah, the and, and the thing with losing focus in particular was that it had two versions, um, which people can relate to. There's obviously the radio mix with the vocal, and that's yeah a bit more radio friendly and get you going. And then you have the more festival mix. And um, funny enough, that was a bit of, bit of fun fact was that was the, the, that mix is actually the original demo, which we then kept on the side to release. And no then, way. Um, yeah. So before we had the vocal, before we had the radio friendly version, um, but I'm obviously very happy that both mixes are out because. Of they course. Both, and then they both remix and it's well. a really awesome remix pack with that too, which um, came from some unfamiliar names. But um, I love very... that about you. It's always great to pioneer and, and push and, and highlight these new talents because I think, you know, everyone is 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 putting so much into their music these days. It's uh, it's important that we don't always go for the expected. You know, yeah, exactly. And I, and I think for me in particular, because you know, being a, a sort of up and coming artist myself, like I. Um, I, I understand how difficult it is, obviously, to get you know get to get your foot in the door and to get um, you know major labels sort of looking at your music. So being able to, um, and for me, like for example, um, my, a lot of the time from my in for um, certain labels was remixing yeah. and developing a relationship yeah. through yeah. that. So I and, and and from there, it's 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 sort of um, cemented into doing more singles and, and EPs and whatnot, and so. If I can right, obviously right. give that opportunity back to an artist who has a really good, you know, op- opportunity there that I can give them, then obviously I'm I'm more than happy to do that because, again, yeah, it's it's a it's a tougher business out there and it does take a lot of heart and soul so and um, you know, it really is about getting your foot in the door, putting out some remixes, getting that sound cultivated, and growing within a space. You know, so if you can give that back, I think that that's amazing. Um, and very much what I love to see, um, when it comes to producers, helping producers. Um, this is a fun one and definitely one I want to get to, uh, 
as as I think that you have a great ear and I think that your your taste is very similar to mine. But to date, what has been your favorite collaboration and what would you say would be a dream collaboration? And shoot for the stars with this question. I mean, I think when we um, spoke with Black Caviar, they said Pharrell and we went on a tangent about how much we love Neptunes and, you know, everything that kind of how they paved the way for so many producers. Um you know, in, in today's day and age. But yeah, to date, what's been the best uh, collaboration? And, and I want to hear more about, you know, if the sky was a limit, who would you love to collaborate? Who Who's mm. kind of, for you, uh, a massive, a massive inspiration? Uh, it's a, just so many. Uh, but <laughs> if I had to break it down, well, the, I think my, my favorite collaboration that I have done um, under my own sort of catalog would, would probably be... Um, in, in terms of producers, it would be, definitely be the, the the losing focus single, purely because of the fact that it was such a major journey um, mm. from you know 2018 when we first started. You know, David and, and David Pietras and I started working on this record, and then obviously yeah. seeing it come into um, to, to come into how it eventuated and, and how we you know brought Mark Benjamin in or Axwell sort of actually had a demo from Mark and, and brought us in together and, and that's how we sort of all connected and we became really close and you know everything was it was really fun from that and obviously working yeah. um, with, uh, with 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 that sort of I, I like the fact that you know producers start off as just producers and colleagues and end up becoming really close like all, almost like an external you know family it's really nice to see that and. Um, yeah, 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 it is. It's a, in, in that, that sense, like that creative process was very, very awesome. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, I think for me to the, my, like my dream, dream collaboration with a non EDM sort of artist would definitely be, um, probably Coldplay. Cause I absolutely love Oh, nice. That. I love that. And, um, Coldplay's without a doubt, like one of my biggest, if not my biggest inspiration when it comes to melodic music. Um, mm-hmm. and-, and I mean, I mean, what a catalogue and discography of records that that uh, group have, you know. Exactly. Um, like it's, it's- their newer stuff. I mean, it's just, uh, it's so broad. You know, I think you can constantly find inspiration within their discography. Big time. And I think for me, it's 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 definitely been like, and, and, and growing up with their music as well, um, you know, like I, I've kind of really been part of, of, well, they've been a big part of my, of my journey and, um, and yeah, I, I, seeing them live and, you know, Chris Martin's voice is just unbelievable. And I've always sort of envisioned what, what it would sound like, um, you know, on a Marcus Santora song. So obviously if, if the world's, yeah, you know, if, if, if life's kind to me down the line, hopefully there's an opportunity for that. I'm, I'm never, never ruling it out. I, I like setting unrealistic goals because. And you, you should. Yeah, well, you'd be surprised actually that it's it, it always ends up working out if you work hard enough. And and, um, and people, I agree with that. Like, I, I think had, I've, I had a lot of things that, that too. Yeah, like I, I had a lot of um, you know goals back in the day, which I thought were to be unrealistic, and it turns out I did each and every one of them. So why not mm-hmm. aim, aim, aim high every time? And why um, not? I yes. find that it's do that anyway listen chris martin if you're listening you know he's ready he's ready um before i let you go hon um this is definitely my all-time favorite question that i get to ask um when on the airwaves with uh with you guys so if you were to be stranded on a desert island what is one record that you would want to take with you 
And this can be an album. It doesn't necessarily have to be a song, but I think that this is very telling into kind of, you know, who we are as people and, and, and the kind of records we just cannot live without. Oh, this is a good one. Cause I, I think, <laughs> good, right? I think it's gonna, I'm gonna have to go with, um, the M83 album, Hurry Up. Oh, Red. nice. Yeah. I love that answer. I, I, I actually saw M83 at a, must've been like GovFall back in 2012 or something ridiculous. And I mean, what a show, you know, I think we all grew up listening to them. So. It's just um, like, I have no words for, for how good that album is. For me, that's probably like a perfect, like a perfect record. Like it's just, it's, yeah. it, I can put that on in whatever, you know, time of the day, if whether even if I want to like listen to music falling asleep and like that thing puts me to sleep, like in the, in, in, in the best way possible. I of mean, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it just helps me drift off and, 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 and you know, it takes you on such a journey. I was going to say Swedish House Mafia one because to me, that's, oh, I'm that's, legendary. That's, that's um, for me, uh, time and time again, I, I always go back to that record and I do believe that is probably the, it's, it's a big statement to make, but. It is. It is. It's a loaded, I, I, that's a loaded I, I, I do believe it is the single handedly like best dance like club record of all time. Um sure. so I would I would probably like just the, the of how special it is and, and obviously what it's done from you know from my life. Um and you know, being associated with 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 you know the Swedish House Mafia is obviously amazing. So yeah, for me to, yeah. to, to lift to like you know to, to list that down as a one off song, I would probably say if, if I was stranded, I'd be having that on repeat, no problem. Um, but definitely yeah. as as a if I had to choose one, it would you know hundred percent be the MA three album. Epic, epic. I think that's great, and I hope that everyone listens to that album after we sign off here because it's such a good one and it's, and it's also a- it's also very vastly different you know like m83's totally. album is, is nowhere near on the same like energy level as as one so the comparisons go to show that like obviously the the my mind is very broad when it comes to records <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i mean honestly i'm the same way like um my favorite artist is radiohead but i run a dance label right yeah. so i think that it's uh it's, it only shows, you know, kind of what inspires you and what tickles your eardrums, as I like to say. Yeah. But listen, Mark, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Um, I know it was a bit tricky with the, uh, with the time zones with you in Australia and us in the States, but it's been an absolute pleasure. I do hope we get to release more records with you this year. And yeah, everyone, um, please tune in for more De Toi Rendezvous and enjoy the rest of your week and please stream running we will have the remixes dropping soon definitely thank you so much and stay safe yeah stay safe guys